The Cohesit Inn, 226 Cohesit Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Cohesit Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Cohesit Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Cohesit Inn. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Well, folks, where is Governor McKee? Governor McKee, when you think about it, he really has gone underground since really after the November election. Uh, He was, you know, kind of visible a little bit because of the housing crisis with all the homeless advocates sleeping outside the state house. But by and large, the only time, you know, he'll show up to announce that the state's getting some federal money, he will turn out to suddenly cut a ribbon somewhere. But by and large, Governor McKee is keeping a very, very low profile. Now, granted, he was just awarded a four-year term. You wonder if he's going to run for re-election after that, especially since he really took office March of 21. So here we are, April of 23. So the governor's already been in office, essentially, for for two years. And so in some ways, it's almost like a six-year term. So this would almost be normally like halfway through. And if it was a normal four-year term, he'd be up for re-election next year. Instead, he has the break. But the, make no mistake about it. The governor, you're not seeing him anywhere. It's not your imagination. I think Governor McKee, they're almost, number one, he he has a um, poor, he actually doesn't have a relationship with local media right now. With President Biden, when President Biden drops off the radar, when President Biden kind of goes underground, it, it seems to help him a little bit. It certainly helped in 2020. He seems to be benefiting President Biden from a lot of the other news distractions. You know, the Trump indictment was a big news story and the President Biden didn't get any real attention during that. And then you have all the situation with with uh, Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson and the continued fallout of that. And President Biden seems to be content, rightly or wrongly, but to just be in the in the literally in the background and and not in you know, the headlines of any kind. But that's different. Governor McKee, um, the state has some real problems. And many of the things he, you know, the big projects that Governor McKee ran on, the soccer stadium in Pawtucket, the Superman building, you look at just where things have been starting in the fall. The truck tolls, they lost, so they had to shut that off. Uh, the Fane Tower, now, granted, as much as Governor McKee, he questioned if that project was ever really going to take place. Well, now it's it's definitely not taking place. And then you have the soccer stadium and the Superman building. So there's there's also still a lot of bloated payrolls and fat. Folks, I, I really think the state is in need of some, some leadership. And one of the things that Attorney General Peter Narona is speaking out on is Peter Narona is taking the lead on some things that should be coming from the governor's office and he's just he's not leading uh health care is a problem how many people you're listing right now and you know people they can't find a regular you know general practitioner doctor because of the way our health care system has fallen so many of them have moved attorney general peter narona his interview on newsmakers on channel 12 was was pretty interesting saying if i go to foxborough I have an MRI done, I get results either same day or the next day. If I have it done in Rhode Island, they have to, it's, it's a week. You have to wait a week to get the results back. Why is that? Think about that. You don't hear anyone asking questions. You don't, certainly don't even have Governor McKee even attempting to come up with some answers for that. The healthcare system, Attorney General Peter Narona says it's a ticking time bomb and that something 
needs to be done about it. And you, you don't hear any type of attention like that from the governor. Now, on top of that, Governor McKee, I would argue, you know, you look at the, the correctional officers. They got $30 million in overtime last uh, the year before. I don't know exactly what they got last year, but right around there. I mean, think about that. That's $30 million in overtime. How? That's not even in the budget. That's then the state just has to pay that. that. Does that make sense to anyone? Can you think of any instance why there'd be an overtime budget? An overtime budget, $30 million. You're also seeing right now a lot of the um, the cities and towns. The Providence Journal's doing a series on how much they're paying for public safety. And the cost of public safety is very, very high. It's very, very high in Rhode Island. And that's something that I don't even hear anyone looking at or talking about. The governor isn't certainly not talking about that. You don't hear anyone talking about regionalization. You don't hear anyone saying, you know, do we really need, why does every city and town need to have all their own various different departments? Uh, there's high cost to that. There's high cost of government around here. And right now, the governor, Governor McKee, by and large, I mean, he is just MIA. He's not doing any television interviews. He's not doing any interviews of substance. He's not sitting down for any credible long-form interviews at a time that there's certainly a lot of questions and things that are happening right now. So, But instead, we have the missing governor is what we have. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Get your driveway paved. J. Perry Paving. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. Call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs. No matter how big, how small, contact them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. What a difference it makes for your driveway, for your business, parking lot. J, letter J, J Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Online at jperrypaving.com and look for them on Facebook. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining us right now, it is Representative John Breen. And uh, Rep Breen, first of all, thank you for taking the time to uh, speak with us. Been meaning to do this for quite some time. But I wanted to um, get a, speak with you and just kind of get a handle. Uh, you certainly have a lot of experience at the State House and get a handle from Representative Breen on how, do you, how would you describe the current session taking place right now at the Rhode Island State House. Well, thanks for having me, John. I appreciate that. And yeah, it has been a long time coming. I know we've been wanting to speak for a while. Um, Let me just back up for a second and say how it's different and how it's different because, you know, this is my second time through. And one of the things that I can tell you that I point to everybody when they say, you know, what's it like being back is that uh, for the most part, the camaraderie is gone, John. And what I mean by that is when I came in as a freshman in 2006, uh, we spent a lot of time together as freshmen and we were from different places in the state, different socioeconomic places, different, uh, you know, we had different jobs and professions and, and, but, and ideologies, but we all were friends and we spoke, we met, we debated, uh, we had fellowship. And we were interested in each other as people first. And then, uh, you know, we would speak about politics in general. That part of the job is gone. And I think that's what's hurting the institution a lot. And what I mean by that is is that people really, they don't want to speak to people or get to know or be friendly with people outside of their ideological lane. And 
someone like me, when I have a bill that I think is important, I will look for someone in leadership or, or a chairman in the Democratic Party to, to sign my bill. And I will look for leader Chippendale. And I will look for someone who is a conservative Dem. I'll even try to find uh, someone that's more of a liberal to kind of have a consensus on a piece of legislation. Now you see how it works where people of the same ideological bend, they just stick together, they sign each other's bills, they prop each other up, they only speak to each other, they don't want to go outside of, of, of that circle. And it doesn't help the institution. So the institution, in my opinion, is a very fractured institution right now. And it's, it's one that um, I think is really, it's, it's the liberals against, and the progressives against the rest of the body. And in my opinion, and I hate to admit this on your show to you and the public, John, but the progressives are winning. They are. You know, I'm not surprised. Uh, first of all, thank you for the candor admitting that they're winning. I want to, I think a good example is, and I spoke with one of the members from the 2A community that had to go up to testify. They said, you know, in the past, when they would go up, uh, the second, you know, Second Amendment, the basically the gun crowd would go up. Okay, it was a difference of opinion. They'd be heard out. They said now they described like they feel and not by everyone, but by a, a pretty big chunk. They feel that they are looked at with scorn, um, total dismissal, less. I don't know about a little dramatic with less than human. But does are you you know, does that kind of capture what, what you have also been observing now that you're back? Yes, in fact. And, and I want to make clear about the very thing you're talking about. I spoke uh, with Chairman Craven about that very issue, and I want to say that Bob Craven, whom, whom I like, is a friend, and I respect greatly, uh, did a wonderful job, very professional job running judiciary. What I found was when he got, uh, when, he, when he took a break and there were others that stepped in for him, uh, they became, in my opinion, advocates for the issue, for the gun control issue. So if someone came up, and they were for the legislation which would create gun control in Rhode Island, they were treated well. If uh, there was someone that was a two-way person that came up, they were treated with scorn, and they, were treated, they weren't given the same amount of time or the same amount of respect. Unfortunately, uh, I think that that does not bode well for the body as a whole. It doesn't reflect well on the body, on the committee as a whole, because it's not their job to be advocates one way or another. Your job is to sit there as a member of a committee and take testimony from the public. Now, John, if you – let's say there was a, a, a bill that had to do with uh, the broadcast industry and you came up and you gave as, – as someone that's in the industry gave expert testimony. I might ask you a few questions about what you said because you're testifying as an expert. But when John Smith comes up, owns weapons, believes in the Second Amendment, and comes up and says how important this issue is to him, and now I'm going to berate him or grill him or try to demean him because I don't agree with that point. I mean, can you imagine if I did that to the progressives that come up right. and testify? You know, the, 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 there would be wailing of gnashing and teeth on the floor. How could Representative Brian? We need to remove him from committee. How could we? How could he treat these people so poorly? But it doesn't translate the other way, and and I don't think that that um, looks well, for, uh, you know, for the looks good for the institution. Folks, again, we're speaking with Representative John Breen and, and uh, Rep. You know what else? And you make a very good point. Um, the the progressives, and they certainly, you know, they're very organized, uh, and they they have the momentum, and they're really getting more power at the Rhode Island State House. But Rep, you know, you can also, and I'm not saying you would ignore, but something I think that should be included in the equation is how many in the media, they will do profiles and stories on the progressives and some of their, quote, causes. That gives the media attention. You're up there. You know, if you're going uh, into a meeting or people's going into session, and then there's the new rep that just had a big profile done on them, even, say, like, you know, the Providence Journal, the Boston Globe, what have you. Come on, that, that has an effect. They're suddenly someone that stands out. People know them. They know their so-called issue and cause they're going for. So would you do you think does that also kind of go hand in hand with it a little bit? Absolutely. I, I think that first of all, you know, you, you speak to a larger question, as you know. I think the local media in and of itself is has been decimated. I don't think it really exists anymore. I right. think what's 
what's left of it is really a lot of ideological reporting. What you see now is is a lot of blogs and a lot of other things with people who have a lot of liberal leanings. So they are actually doing the bidding of either the party or the individual representatives who they're friendly with. So they give you know nice profiles. Look, I was up there for six years a decade ago and uh, a a friend of mine a a guy who became a friend a most unlikely friend was bob plain bob plain i told him i said you're a lunatic you're a you're you're a communist but i like you as a guy and he looked at me and he said john you're i don't agree with a single thing you say but if everyone was as honest as you then the place would run a lot better. Sure. And so what I'm, why I'm telling you that, John, is because I'm the only independent in the entire state house. Okay, wow. and I'm and I'm and I'm you know I come back for a second term. Do you know not one reporter has spoken to me since I've been back? Wow. Not one person has that. No one has asked me a single question. And if they do, they're going to get honest answers like I'm giving you now because yep. I have I don't have any John. I don't have any reason to hold back. Look, here's right. the reality in that room. There's a bunch of people who, and, and it's not the, it's not the room that it used to be. It used to be a lot of people who had different ideas, but were all from a certain walk of life or had life experience that you, everyone was professional and everyone would treat each other with respect. I can't say the same on both counts anymore. Number one and number two, you get people in that room who are so obsessed with titles or positions or access or whatever it is that you lose sight the fact that the room is going to go on whether or not you're there and you're expendable i mean it's just the way it is you will eventually be thrown on the trash heap of history i i am proof of that i was involuntarily retired i'm back people say well john why did you come back i came back john because i looked at my district and i said Look at these candidates. I have to live here too, right? And that's why that's why I decided to run. But I'm not there for titles or any of this nonsense. I'm there because the state is doing this slide into a terrible direction, and somebody has to stand up and say enough. And I'm just hoping that I can get other people to run as independents, other people to run and say. And I say it all the time, if you don't do anything about it, if you just sit back and watch and complain, you're part of the problem. Yep. Either run or, or, or support somebody who's going to run and work for them or do something. But, John, the way that the, the direction the state's going in, if we don't get candidates, and I'm not talking – I don't care if they're independent. I don't care if they're Republican. I don't care if they're Democrat. What I care about is people who will run and have the best interest of the state and its citizens in mind, not an ideology. And that's what you have right now. Folks, again, we're speaking with Representative John Breen. We certainly appreciate his time. We're going to let him go in just a moment. But, Rep, you know, I, I think it's um, a good example. The progressives, and they are gaining power, and they're highly organized. And I'm willing to bet they're there when you arrive uh, during the day, and they're, they're still there when you leave at night. I mean, they are just glued to it. But one of the things that, that seems to come up is, and, and I've heard about this, but I think you see it in motion as well, when there's an issue, say, for instance, you know, abortion was the issue, they don't they don't look at it as a disagreement. If you are not with them, even if you're a Democrat, if you're not with them in the extreme position they take, you are the enemy. You're, you're no different than you may be an independent or the Republicans. They don't view it as dialogue. They view it as, the way it was described to me, as non-negotiable demands. That's a great that's a great point and I will tell you that that's absolutely accurate. What it is now is that if I don't agree with uh, progressives on issues that I'm either a phobe or an ist. I'm a homophobe. I'm a transphobe. I'm a yeah. white supremacist. Uh, you know, I, I'm a white nationalist. I'm a Nazi. I'm a fascist. All because I don't agree with a certain ideology. The thing is, if you don't agree with me, I really don't care. That means you just don't agree with me. If you don't agree with them, then somehow you're a label and you need to be canceled and marginalized and disregarded. And I will give them credit on this. And this is true. They only go for 100 percent. If they if 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 they support a candidate and that candidate can deliver 99 percent of what they want, they will primary that candidate until they get someone who will go for 100 percent. It's never enough. And, And it. 
it's not sustainable. I will say that, John. It is not sustainable. I think the pendulum will swing back. Invariably, it has to because the brand of politics that they preach and live is not sustainable in the long term, and it's mm. not sustainable. And the state can't the state can't handle that brand of politics. It really can't. Folks, again, we're speaking of the representative John Breen and uh, Rep. Before we let you go, I'm just curious. It, it, this session. Um, it, it seems to just be, and, and, and I, uh, I respect Speaker Sakachi and, uh, and wish him nothing but success, but it does seem there's a lot of reactionary type of legislation. Um, even that's something that he has to deal with, you know, reactionary and it's to the progressives. I know that, you know, there was the situation he was considering maybe going for that CD one seat and the way he told it was Senator Jack Reed. They had breakfast at, at IHOP, I believe. And he said to him, like, hey, D.C. isn't what you think it is. Um, you know, on the other side of the aisle are the Marjorie Taylor Greens and so forth, and they certainly don't agree with us. And and he painted a picture. It, it sounds like, in some degree, that's also what you're observing at the Rhode Island State House. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And, I, I you know, I do like Joe. I, I've known Joe for years. Uh, Speaker Sakachi is a, is a nice guy. Professionally, I have a lot of respect for him. Politically, I have a lot of respect for him. It's a tough job trying to manage the 75 people in that room. There's no doubt because there's a lot of uh, varying interests and ideologies. However, you're absolutely right. And after the issue, and I will tell you that after the after the the, the attack that happened at the the Christian school in Tennessee, right. where six where six people died, I actually spoke with the speaker and I said, "Do not." Use this as a reason to try to ban ARs. Do not, you know, stay out of the newspaper when trying to make policy, And is, is my opinion. Don't say, well, well, this happened, so now we have to do this. Um, if that was the case, then let's use that, 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 that vim and vigor to make solid economic policy in Rhode Island. Let's stay away from the social issues, and rather than Rhode Island always being reactive and never being proactive in the economic sense let's use that energy towards economic you know changes that that are for good rather than saying well this happened so now we have to create legislation you know because of it that that's not productive in my opinion and i think that only leads to a further divide john folks again he is representative john breen rep great to talk to you i know we're going to do this again uh, very glad you're up at the State House. Thank you for your candor, and uh, and best of luck, and we'll talk to you again. John, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm available anytime, so uh, it's my pleasure to talk to you and your audience, and have a great day. Thanks, John. Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. At Med Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At At Med Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families. They're on duty at all times. They're open seven days a week. Walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical now if you're in a car accident go to atment urgent care avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms they also do adult vaccinations laboratory testing atment urgent care when it's an emergency 1524 atwood avenue in johnston that's right in the atwood medical center and also 5750 post road east greenwich online at admedurgentcare.net This portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by Lawn Doctor, your best lawn ever guaranteed. And I can tell you with my own experience what a fantastic job they did and have done with my lawn. The easiest thing to do is log on to their website. It's LawnDoctor.com. LawnDoctor.com. Put in your zip code, your best lawn ever guaranteed it's lawn doctor of rhode island you can call them 401-392-1025 but log on to their website lawndoctor.com
You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. We have the new first commercial of the Biden campaign. Here it is. A symbol of all that we hold most dear as Americans. Courage, opportunity, democracy, freedom. They're the values and beliefs that built this country and still beat in our hearts. But they're under attack by an extreme movement that seeks to overturn elections, ban books, and eliminate a woman's right to choose. Joe Biden has made defending our basic freedoms the cause of his presidency. The freedom for women to make their own health care decisions. The freedom for our children to be safe from gun violence. The freedom to vote and have your vote counted. For seniors to live with dignity and to give every American the freedom that comes with a fair shot at building a good life. In small towns and big cities, we raise our heads, our eyes, our hearts for America, for the idea of this great country. Joe Biden is running for re-election to make certain that the sun will not set on this flag. The promise of American democracy will not break. Democracy must not be a partisan issue. It's an American issue. As your president, I will defend our democracy with every fiber of my being, and I'm asking every American to join me. For freedom, for democracy, for America, Joe Biden. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. You know what's amazing about that, um, to me, is so much depends on who who's going to be the opponent. Who's going to be the opponent? You would think he would easily be beaten. There's no enthusiasm really amongst the base of Democrats. Most Democrats don't want him, in fact, to be the nominee, him and Harris. But so much of this seems to be on the fact of exactly who might be the person running against President Biden. Now, very dramatic day in court, the twin sisters accused of stabbing their father to death, appeared before a judge, whether or not they're going to release them on bail. Jennifer and Danielle Pumala, charged with murder, death of their father. Let's listen to the Channel 12 piece on it. Sisters charged with the murder of their father. Today was the second day of what's expected to be a long bail hearing for Danielle and Jennifer Pumula. Prosecutors claim they killed their father, Joseph Pumula, in their Woonsocket home back in January. 12 News reporter Alexandra Leslie was in the courtroom. And Alex, what evidence was presented in court today? Well, prosecutors showed a lot of images from the crime scene, many which we can't show you because of how graphic they are in nature. Uh. But it painted a picture of what police walked into that night and how chaotic of a scene this was to process. One socket police detective's video shows 38-year-old Jennifer Pamula in a hospital bed at Landmark Medical Center after a suspected overdose and one day after her father was found brutally killed in their Woonsocket home. Police asked her what led up to a confrontation between she and her father and learned an argument may have evolved out of Joseph Pamula wanting to sell the house where she and her twin Danielle lived and getting rid of their 12 cats. In January, Joseph Pamula was found stabbed with a pair of garden shears at his Cato Street home. In court, prosecutors showed graphic images from the crime scene. Each sister reacted differently. Jennifer could be seen putting her head in her hands and looking away, while Danielle looked straight ahead. One of the detectives who worked that night was questioned about the state of the home and various items logged into evidence. What did you notice about its general appearance or conditions? Police found multiple knives, a gargoyle head, and a handwritten note saying, quote, my confession is on my phone. It's not clear yet who wrote that. Prosecutors also focused on images of both Jennifer and Danielle's hands, showing various bruising to both of their right hands after the murder. We got through roughly 20 minutes of what I'm told is an hour-long video of Jennifer's hospital interview. This bail hearing picks up in court tomorrow morning. Reporting live in Providence, Alexandra Leslie, 12 News. Very, very disturbing story to say the least, folks. And again, not exactly sure where that is going to lead. Um, obviously, volatile situation and seemingly had to do, you know, I had heard about that had to do with the father saying he was going to sell the house and then they were complaining what were they going to what were they going to do about their cats so um 
So it's it's a very, very uh, sad case, to, to say the least, the pair of the sisters in court with this bail hearing. Now, there's also a bizarre story. Folks, the domestic stuff is always the worst. How about in, in Providence last night? Three people stabbed, including an eight-year-old, a woman in her 70s, a man in his 50s, a domestic incident, none of them are life-threatening, but an eight-year-old was also stabbed. This was on Reynolds. It's over near Potter's. Uh, it happened after 10 o'clock last night. I think there's a quick blurb about this. Hey, channel 10. Yeah. Public safety complex in Providence this morning with an update on their condition. Allegra, good morning. Good morning, Allison. Police tell us an eight-year-old and a man in his 50s were stabbed multiple times. They also found a woman in her 70s with a stab wound as well. Police are calling this a domestic incident, and it happened at a home on Reynolds Street in Providence late last night. The eight-year-old was in surgery, and we're told none of the injuries are life-threatening. Trying to sort out what happened here. We're going to wrap up here, and we have some things to do with the station and with the hospital, and tomorrow we'll have more for you. And police have confirmed a 22-year-old is in custody. They also say everyone who is involved is related. Live in Providence, Allegra Zaymore, NBC10 News. As someone that covers police, and we're going to be out with Cranston Police again this Friday night with Cranston PD Live, the amount of domestic violence that is happening. You know, I, I don't know. People ask me, do you think it's worse than it's been in the past? Or is it just still fall out of the pandemic? Is it because of the amount of drugs that are available i don't know what it is but this could be a very violent summer um if what's happened so far is any indication with just some of this domestic violence folks you're listening to the john DePetro show propane plus in rhode island for all your propane needs call them 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts you can reach them at 508-252-3359 propane heating and cooling it's propane plus their team's been there three generations they're available 24 7 for service and delivery and they plan on serving you for a long time to come they offer online billing ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button and remember all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It's it's pretty amazing. Both the Tucker Carlson leaving Fox and Don Lemon also out. Uh, I want to go through some audio. How about Chris Sununu, governor of New Hampshire? He was on Meet the Press. Listen to him talking about President Trump. You have made one declaration almost universal about 2024. Let me play a montage. Look, Donald Trump is not going to be the nominee, right? Uh, We're just moving on as a party, as a country. He's not going to be the nominee. That's just not going to happen. Here's the good news. I'm going to give you the good news. Ready? I love you. I'm a big fan. Thank you. But you're dead wrong. He's not going to be the nominee. All those quotes were from February and March, none of them from April. Uh, you've seen the numbers. You've seen this shift. You've seen the energy. We've watched Governor DeSantis. Um, what say you now? Yeah, there's definitely a shift, but I still don't think he's necessarily going to be the nominee. Look, I think your poll is spot on in, in all these areas, by the way. I think that's, that's actually a great poll, and I hope folks listen to it. I'll say this. Republicans are rallying. They're supporting former President Trump over these uh, indictments, right? And, and there's a lot of support there. Now, does it actually translate into a vote? We will see. I mean, most folks don't decide who they're voting for until about three weeks before the election. So there's a lot of politics to play out. There's not even a single debate has been had. Other candidates are going to get in the race. So I just think it's it's so far away. And at the end of the day, we want a winner. 
right? Republicans want someone who can win in November of 24. Donald Trump is a loser. He has not just lost once. He lost us in our House seats in 2018. He lost everything in 20. We should have 54 U.S. senators right now. We don't because of his message. So Donald Trump is positioning himself to be a four-time loser uh, in 2024. We need candidates that can win. All right, so that's pretty harsh. That is the governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu. By the way, President Trump will be holding a rally coming up in New Hampshire. Uh, But now also, I found this Don Lemon uh, interview, the Don Lemon interview that seemingly cost him his job. And that was, was, it was on Wednesday. It apparently left. Vivek Ranswamy was on. And what should have just been, he's, he's got a book and he's running for president and they just have him stop by in the morning. And instead, you know, Don Lemon can't help himself. And Don Lemon, who I don't really think is that talented, actually, uh, I noticed with a lot of the, the coverage on him being fired by CNN that they didn't really even get into the fact that he was the big defender of Jesse Smollett and was then even communicating with Jesse Smollett in that whole hoax. So, but this interview that was on CNN with Vivek, who, by the way, he is very impressive. Now, the guy is successful business guy. He's very thoughtful. He's slowly picking up some momentum. And so, He's on, and Don Lemon is just kind of sitting there quietly, and he's being interviewed. But I want to pick up the part where then Lemon decides that he's going to get into the discussion with Vivek Ramswamy, GOP presidential candidate, who is, you know, people are starting to take notice of him. He is um, a very impressive individual, and then we're going to pick it up where Lemon first is just sitting there, and he can't even have a discussion, Don Lemon, formerly of CNN, without making it about himself. And so I want to pick it up because it's good audio. And from what we understand, this was the final nail with the bosses at CNN. Here it is. Go on. I took up a lot of time with Fox. Oh, it's fine. We have time. I don't, I don't really see what one has to do with the other, especially considering and using the Civil War to talk about Black Americans. That war was not fought for Black people to have guns. That's 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 not. That war was fought for Black people to have freedoms in this country. Yeah. Actually, that's why the Civil War was fought. Okay. And the sad but that part wasn't about fought it. Fought for for Black people to have guns. I think. Actually, you know, a funny fact is black people did not get to enjoy the other freedoms until their Second Amendment rights were secured. And I think that that's one of the lessons that we learned. aren't allowed to enjoy the freedoms. I disagree with you on that. I disagree with you. I think you're doing a disservice to our country by failing to recognize the fact that we have equality before the law. And you live in this country, then you can disagree with me. But we're not. You mentioned that that we have three different shades of melanin. John, I think we have to be able to talk about these issues in the open, regardless of the color of our skin. Black Americans today, to say that, compare that to 1865 and 1964, absolutely. I think it's insulting to black people. It's insulting to me as an African American. I don't want to sit here and argue with you because it's infuriating for you to put that to put those things together. It's not right. Your telling of history is wrong. Your what you're saying the history was wrong. That the Civil War was fought. You're making people think that the Civil War was fought for black people, only for black people to get guns and for black people to the have The Civil War was fought for rights. black people in this country to get freedoms, a noble mission. And I think that it, even yes, after right, even after we succeeded, to, to we had to actually secure those freedoms. To reduce it in a speech at the NRA to say you're making people think or you're trying to say that black people uh, to get guns that was that that was the reason that you're there at the nra that was the reason for uh, for the civil war it I is think a that's fact reductive, it's not and reductive, I think it's insulting there are a whole plethora insu- of reasons that I, for look, the civil with war, due respect i find i find your explanation reductive and actually insulting including to black americans to say that black people today compared to 1964 1865 haven't made progress in part because of the freedoms we secured and the second amendment was black part people, of the hang on, that please, i cannot keep a thought if you guys are talking to me in my ear so uh, hang on one second. Notice so they're that, that yelling at him people, in the earpiece. Say, say what you said again. Black people secured their freedoms after the Civil War. It is a historical fact, Don. Just study it. 
only after their Second Amendment well, rights had, were secured. They were not secured their freedoms after the Civil War. That is not, you are discounting the, uh, Reconstruction, you're discounting a whole host of things that happened after the Civil War when it comes to African Americans, including the whole reason that the Civil Rights Movement happened is because black people did not secure their freedoms after the Civil War, and that things turned around. People tried to change the freedoms that were supposed and to happen. And you know how they the got Civil it? War they got their Second Amendment rights, and they actually got, the NRA played a big role in that. But today, down the The final, NRA did not play a big role they that. trained black Americans how to use firearms. That's a lie. That's not. The NRA did not play a big role This is just historical fact. It's not historical fact. The part that I find... because you say it's historical fact... The part that I find insulting is when you say today black Americans don't have those rights after we have gone through civil rights revolution in this country. You are sitting here telling an African American about the rights and what you find insulting about the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's where you and I have a different point of view. That black people don't have in this country and that black people do have. Well, here's where you and I have a different point of view. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin. We should have this debate I'm not saying you without me regarding views, you as a black man, but me regarding you as a fellow citizen. That you're That's sitting what I think here, we whatever ethnicity you are, explaining to me whatever ethnicity about I'm, I'll what tell it's you, like to be black Whatever America. ethnicity I'm I am, I'll tell you what I am. I'm an Indian American. I'm proud of it. But I think we should have this debate. Black, white, doesn't matter. I think we should have this debate. On the content of the ideas. Do it, you should do it in an honest way and in a I fair way. And what you're doing is not an honest and fair way. We appreciate you coming on. With due respect, Don, I look forward to continuing that conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Papa. We'll talk about China. Yes, does talk about China. Folks, that supposedly led to (laughs) the firing of Don Lemon was that exchange. By the way, uh, Vivek was on. He was supposed to be on with Tucker Carlson last night. He was on with with Brian Kilmeade, and and it went fine. People thought that maybe he was going to hijack the interview and start talking about Tucker Carlson, but um, that did not happen. But Don Lemon would also uh, can't be ignored, and it's a little bit of a an industry thing, but you notice he said, I can't listen while you people are talking in my ear. Well, in his ear was the producer of the segment of the show telling him, enough of this, go to, enough of this, go to a break. Like, what are you doing? Um, but that's just, Don Lemon, the guy is impossible totally different and unconnected not connected in any way that both he and tucker carlson uh, in essence you know left or were both fired actually on the same day there's there's no connection by any stretch one was successful the other was not successful um but there were there i i think bill o'reilly uh kind of rolling out some of the problems that were ahead and and from what we understand it it came down from the top rupert murdoch made the decision to get rid of him now this is another piece this is on CNN firing Don Four Lemon. speaking out about his departure from CNN. Don was a big part of the show over the last six months. He was one of the first anchors on CNN to have me on his show. That's something I'll obviously never forget. I agree with Chris. We wish him the best. The CNN This Morning anchor signing off his show Monday, just hours later tweeting, I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN. Adding, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. They I am to. stunned. CNN then with a tweet of its own, refuting Lemon's account, calling it inaccurate, writing, he was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter. The back and forth coming months after, Lemon made this on-air gaffe about women while discussing Nikki Haley's run for president, prompting his brief suspension. Nikki Haley is in her prime, sorry. A woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you talking about? That's not according to me. Prime for what? His co-anchors, Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins, appearing stunned, pushing back. Are you talking about prime for, like, child boring, or are you talking about prime for being president? At the time, Chris Licht, CNN's chairman and CEO, sending a memo calling the comments unacceptable and mandating Lemon participate in formal training sessions. Lemon later telling staff, when I make a mistake, I own it, and I own this one as well. On Monday, amid news of Lemon's departure, Haley tweeting, to women everywhere, don't ever let anyone tell you you're past your prime. That instance, not the first time the firebrand host has raised eyebrows. Is it fair to say this because I'm not a mommy, but is it mommy brain? 
Is it you? you have, no. It... Variety also reporting recently allegations of past workplace misogyny by Lemon, citing more than a dozen unnamed current and former colleagues. Claims Lemon denies. And CNN offering no specific reason for Lemon's firing, but in an email to staff, Licht thanked Lemon for his contributions, writing, Don will forever be a part of the CNN family, adding, we wish him well and we will be cheering him on in his future endeavors. Guys, there won't morning. be any. He is just, what a complete idiot. And folks, I've also been posting, I was actually on CNN with him a number of times. He was uh, difficult to deal with. Now let's go to the big one, new details, Tucker Carlson leaving Fox reason for firing the network's most highly rated and most controversial host but a person familiar with the matter said the decision was made at the very top by fox news chief executive suzanne scott and her boss fox court chief lachlan murdoch tucker carlson tonight wasn't just the highest rated show on fox news it was the highest rated in all of cable television the announcement of Carlson's departure came as a shock to virtually everybody at the network. As you probably have heard, Fox News and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. I wish Tucker the best. I'm great friends with Tucker and always will be. Carlson himself seemed totally unaware Friday as he signed off the air for what would be the last time. That's it for us for the week. We'll be back. According to the Wall Street Journal, which is owned by the same company that owns Fox News, the decision to fire Carlson was made on Friday, but he wasn't told of the move until 10 minutes before the network publicly announced it. While Carlson's show was highly rated, it was also highly controversial. At times, echoing Russian propaganda, attacking vaccines, promoting the racist replacement theory, spreading conspiracy theories about January 6th, and more. Views toxic to many of the network's advertisers. Carlson's firing came just three business days after Fox News settled a defamation lawsuit with Dominion Voting Systems for nearly $800 million. Dominion accused Fox anchors, including Carlson, of spreading false claims that vote counting machines had been used to rig the 2020 presidential election. You've heard a lot over the past few days about the security of our electronic voting machines. And this is a real issue. But at the same time, Carlson was calling the false claims of massive vote fraud shockingly reckless in private text messages. Those messages, released as part of the Dominion lawsuit, also showed Carlson bashing Donald Trump, even as he praised and defended him on air. Regarding Trump, Carlson wrote, quote, I hate him passionately, and we are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I truly can't wait. But when Fox News correctly projected Joe Biden the winner of the election, Carlson wrote, do the executives understand how much credibility and trust we've lost with our audience? Fox's legal troubles aren't over. Abby Grossberg, a former Fox News producer, is suing the company and Tucker Carlson, alleging she was subjected to a hostile work environment while working on his show, including demeaning remarks about women and anti-Semitic jokes. Grossberg called Carlson's department, quote, a big win for viewers of cable news, not just those who watch Fox, and a step towards accountability. Fox calls Grossberg's allegations unmeritorious. As for Tucker Carlson, he has not yet commented on his firing, but it did have an immediate impact on the company's stock, which went down 3% yesterday, meaning that Fox lost hundreds of millions of dollars in market value. George. Fox hasn't All given right, so a that is the latest, folks. You're listening to the John DePietro show. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote: 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. They specialize in patios, walkways steps they did a fantastic job on my outside steps outdoor kitchens landscape lighting retaining walls lawn installations excavation call limitless outdoors today let's dream build and enjoy 401-580-1852 based in smithfield limitless outdoors they also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces limitless outdoors 
Call them today. Free quote. Get the most of your outside. You're going to love what they can do for you. 401-580-1852. 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. Dream. Build. Enjoy. Falcon Pest Services, 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today, 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Locally owned and operated, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. They offer services for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon Pest services today. Free consultation 401 739 1322. To the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, depietro.com. Remember, weekdays 11 to 2, but visit the website, depietro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link. Contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, when we do Facebook Live or YouTube or Twitter. It's all right there at the website, petro.com And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop. We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at depetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website depetro.com for over 125 years ameriprise financial has provided advice for clients unique goals help millions of americans retire on their terms now as we're at the end of the year beginning of a new year why not take advantage of our free consultation call tom bryan today ameriprise financial 401-434-1510 offices located 400 massoyed avenue in east providence put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for for you through a personal one-on-one relationship call tom bryan today ameriprise financial advisors 401-434-1510 get solid advice get a plan whether it's for yourself you and a spouse maybe your children or grandchildren take advantage of this free consultation ameriprise financial 401-434-1510 call right now 401-434-1510 tom bryan ameriprise financial advisors <music> 